gonna go. I can't even call it an episode of four things. Oh, this one's gonna be weird, baby. <laughs> oh man. Um, what up, everybody? Uh, my name is GM. <laughs> Excuse me. As you can tell, it's all right. we're already smoking over here. Um, basically, this is a, this is more things. This is a uh, a offshoot of four things. Four things is the main brand around here. That's where we do um, we do a lot more breakdowns this season of uh, of just NFT stuff. Uh, if you're interested, you can go check out the most recent episode with Sam One. Um, shout out to Sam. Uh, we basically get into, I, I hip heard all the things NFT that I could. I mean, I'm sure you could find some things in there I was wrong about or you, some things that you might agree with or we go off topic a lot. But either way, um, it's going to it's it's two episodes um, because it went that long because we had that much to talk about. But you can go over and check that out. But right now, this is uh, this is more things. This is where things get um, this is where they get crazy. We bring in a, a creative or an artist. And we just hang out and talk like you don't really know where this one's going to go. So um, I got a guest right now, a special guest. Um, I'm going to have the guests go ahead and introduce themselves. Guest, if you can go ahead and let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you. Well, that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Four things. <laughs> Four that's things. More of them. Damn. All right. Well, hey, my name's Nate Workman, Nate FT, uh, the proprietor of Nate FT podcast, uh, as well as an artist, developer, uh, blockchain developer, uh, dreamer of the dreams, and uh, all that stuff, man. I kind of just do everything. So, uh, and I've been podcasting. I saw you on Twitter, and I liked the vibe you're kicking, man. So, uh, I'm glad we've connected. I'm glad to be here, bro. I appreciate that, brother. Um, I appreciate you coming through. Um, and I want to say this to start off this, uh, this, whatever we're going to do here, we still haven't really even figured out what we're going to do here, but that's what I love. No about idea. Um, we're going to do an episode here and an episode over on Nate's, but we don't really know if that, I mean, for all we know, we could take this episode and just split it in half and, and put like a bumper on it or something like that. Like we really haven't figured out the, the technical side of it, but we just know that we're going to record some content. And, um, I wanted to say, uh, this is and this is very real. Um, I wanted to say thank you for reaching out to me um, to yeah, uh, to do this because since I've been in the scene now for it's I'm coming up on six months now um, being in the NFT space, which feels like six fucking years or whatever. Um, I have been in some clubhouses and I've gotten some you know some decent feedback in there or whatever some decent followers or whatever but I've only done like maybe like two or three clubhouses where like I've jumped in and like and jumped on stage or whatever or talked or whatever have like a hundred followers I think on clubhouse um Twitter spaces I'm not really big on um I'm, it's not my favorite uh there's a lot of stuff there that I feel like it lacks from like being a real podcast. Um, so it kind of bothers me when people say that they have a podcast, but then they do something on spaces or, or on clubhouse. Cause I'm like, that's not a podcast. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's I feel dope, that energy. But, I feel what you, know, you mean, you know, but cause, it's cause like, this takes energy. This takes real effort. You know what I'm saying? Like the, you, you could probably speak for that, like the editing and you know what I mean? The post-production and all that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a lot more outside stuff I think that goes into it, but I mean, good content's good content, you know? Um, right. I, I, I try not to like. I'm not the kind of guy that I, I like, I think ill of anybody else's Mm-mm. way of doing something. It just depends on how much effort they're putting in. Like some people are just recording regular ass clubhouse rooms and that's like, 
you know, whatever. But like, you know, how much if you actually put preparation into something and do a good interview, keep the stage closed, record it on your end, and then just have it be, you know, people are being able to watch it live. That's good. But there are some some people that are doing things on Clubhouse that this don't make sense. I've kind of I've, I've soured to Clubhouse a little bit in the last couple months, if you will. I took a little break, came back and like the vibe's just not what it was back in February. I got into <laughs> Clubhouse in February when NFTs were uh, when NFTs were really starting to pop off and just become, you know, a little bit, I wouldn't call them mainstream now, but a little bit, you know, known to, to, right. to people out there. And, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time on Clubhouse and I think that's kind of why uh, it, it's a good tool for me. And I was there in the beginning. Like if you ask some people clubhouse in February was dude, it was fucking nuts. Like, right. like, I, I don't know if you've, you've been there that early. I got it in like, March, I think like, right, right like right around March. So I remember Alexander Mazai, like there was going to be a, and he's the guy that started the NFTS tips rooms. And okay. I, uh, I was, we were all in a clubhouse room and that night there was going to be a meetup in New York for the NFT, uh, NFTS.tips people. And uh, all of a sudden Alex comes into this room on a, on a fire going, yo, I'm in, I'm in like Connecticut somewhere. I'm supposed to be in with his, you know, thick Jersey accent. I'm, sp- I'm supposed to be in a, like, a, or a, I'm in Connecticut. I'm supposed to be in New York for this meetup. But my buddy who I've known for years just hit me up and he says they're going to burn a Banksy live on on the news and fucking i gotta like and he's like you gotta be here for this and i'm like but i gotta be at this meetup and like i don't know where i should do like should i go to the meetup for it and he's like what do i do and all of us in the room are like bro go to the goddamn banksy burning right 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 <laughs> you know and like but like just crazy shit like that was happening all that. and he went and like live streamed it so i got like a live stream of that the ashes of the Banksy are actually, I believe, in a, in a Ziploc bag and a cup in the back of Alex's truck right now. Right. But, That's crazy. But, like, crazy shit like that was happening. And, like, it really was, like, uh, like you get that feeling like you were in the right place at the right time, you know? And, like, you're just meeting all these crazy people. Like, all these celebrities are coming through. I was hanging out with... Like I met Dead Mouse one night. Like the night I dropped my podcast, I met Dead Mouse in a really small room, like twelve people, and like talked to him about like what's the best way to promote, what's the best way to do this, to do that, whatever. And like, like you know, like I feel like it, at that time when everybody was finding it, and there were so many new people, and like a lot of the, I hate to say it, the bullshit artists hadn't really figured out the game yet. Right. That it was the vibe. But now I go back and I go into rooms, and sometimes I'm listening, and I'm like. This guy says he has a degree in computer science. I've been programming since I was 12. Right. But I don't have a degree in computer science. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know he's fucking wrong. That's one of the things I noticed when I first got into the scene. Um, I thought everybody was into the scene for the art or whatever. Like that was kind of like my misconception with the NFT space was I thought that everybody was here for the art. So like when I see like somebody like Beanie mock, um, you know, when, when he's like, Oh, you know, nobody's here for the art. Like that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, and I'm like, look, you can feel that way and you might not be here for the art or whatever. And like, this isn't a knock. And this is something like you were saying, like, I don't knock anybody's hustle. Like if you, if you're on clubhouse every day doing a show or whatever, like, that's great. I just don't, I don't want to hear about it being a podcast. Like that's, that's my opinion. Like, I don't think it's a podcast because the fact is, is like, you're talking about these great moments that happened, but you can't go back and listen to those great moments that happened. Right. Yeah. 
on Clubhouse because they're not they're not they're not uh, they well, don't they do, they're not on like a platform or whatever. Like, well, they do not, record them. They, you can record them, and some people do record them. Like they'll do like like we could be in a Clubhouse room right now. You and I are on stage. We're both the mods, and then we don't add anybody else to the stage. And then you can record the the audio. You can right, but that but then you have to host that somewhere, right? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's see, that's well, I'm just saying, like, that's my issue with these. With like, I'm from so we had a podcast in 2015 called the Blind Box, and what the what the Blind Box was was it was a it was a, a variety show <clears throat> show basically where we had it was it was a lot like what I'm doing with four things where I would have um, me and my host my uh, my co-host Catfish uh, we would have creatives come through just random just random uh, rappers, models, comedians. And then eventually I started having um, like graffiti artists, vinyl artists, um, stuff like that, because I noticed that there was a big void there where every time I would go to look up an artist that I was getting into at the time, like I couldn't really find a lot on them. Like I could find some like print interviews and stuff like that, like some, some back and forth with like email type stuff pretty much, but nothing like, nothing that made me really feel like I was getting to know the artist. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, we have this platform. Like we have, like we, you know, like we we're doing this podcast or whatever. Like, why don't we, um, why don't we start interviewing some of these, uh, some of these artists? So I would reach out to some of these artists from kid robot and stuff like that. And, uh, and they came through and, and it was like, it was, it was fucking dope, but like, what? It was it was crazy. Like it was one of those things where I really enjoyed it. Like I was really um, I was really happy with what we did. Like everything was great. Um, Catfish eventually uh, stepped away from the show just because uh, we were joking around about it the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, Fish, you left after we recorded a hundred episodes. Like way to put in your all." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you only stuck around for fucking like 450 hours of audio." Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and we were just laughing about how like doing a podcast isn't, it's not easy. Like it takes a lot of time. Like it takes a lot of, um, if you're doing like a good podcast and you're doing bits or if you're doing like any kind of like, um, like I noticed, like sometimes you'll play, um, like clips during your, your interviews and stuff like that from, you know, from, from people, uh, from other, from, from like Instagram or, you know, something like that. Um, that stuff takes effort you know what i mean like it takes time and planning and and i also feel like hosting is something that everybody all of a sudden felt like they could do like that's something that they just like i'll be the first one to say as a host i talk a lot like i i'll i'll over talk my guests sometimes um me too that's part of the show well i was gonna say that's one thing is is that when i was listening to your show I noticed, I feel like you're a good listener. Like you'll, you'll give the guest like a good, like three minutes to, to like get out like a full, you know, like a full idea or, you know, whatever the, whatever that is me. I, sometimes you got like 60 seconds with me because like, uh, <laughs> like I'll jump in and it's not like I'm cutting anybody off. It's just like, it's just the way I was raised. Um, it's that it's like the house I was raised in. It's it's being. Uh, I think you you said you're from the East Coast. Also, I'm from yep. New York. Oh yeah. So oh, like, I live in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. New yeah. Nice. So you know what it's like. Yeah. Is like it moves a little bit faster and stuff like that. So for me, it's like I think that um, I've I've gotten a way to be able to host, especially from doing the blind box or whatever. When we first did the blind box, bro, I had no idea what the fuck I was getting into. Catfish and I had never at that time, there were no podcasts out. 
and I'm not bullshitting. I'm saying like in 20, and I'm not saying that there weren't any out, but I'm saying for us, there were none out. Like we didn't have any podcasts that we could listen to other than combat, combat Jack, like rest in peace, Jack. That was like the only podcast that we could relate to where we were like, oh, that's something that, you know, that we could do or that we would want to do or whatever. When Catfish and I were, when we first linked up, we linked up through Shrug Life and that was back in like 2010. And we were friends for like five years at that point. And we had known each other on the internet, but we had never met in in real life. And at one point, um, I, w- I would hit him up like randomly with ideas like, yo, I'm doing an album, like you should do a skit or, you know, something like that. And he'd be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, whatever. And um, then we started doing like Xbox live chats where we would hang out and he got an Xbox um, just by chance. And we uh, jumped in a party and, um, you know, we would just bullshit in the party. And I was like, yo, I wish there was a way to record this. So this like goes back to like my, my, my kind of gripe with like clubhouse or Twitter is like, I'd be like, I wish there was a way to like record this where we could like host it and like put it up for people to listen to and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, what, I mean, how would we do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I think we have to like do this off of Xbox. Like we'd have to get together like and record it somehow, like record the audio or whatever. And he's like, you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I think people would find it entertaining or whatever. Like this shit would be interesting. So we did the first couple shows and like, after we did like probably like five or six shows of just us hanging out just bullshit and just talking, just him and I really, um, we got hit up by Max Minnelli, who is a rapper. And, um, he's like, uh, he's like a dope ass rapper. Yeah. He's a dope ass rapper from Houston. Like he, um, he's, he's like a, a a well-known Southern rapper. And, um, in the South. And uh, Max hit up Fish and he was like, yo, when are you going to have me on your podcast? And Fish hit me up and he was like, yo, Max Minnelli wants to be on our show. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do with that? Like, what do we, what, like, I'm not against it, but like, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. Like, we should have him on though. Like, wouldn't it be good for the show? And I'm like, I guess so. Yeah. Like, if we're trying to get listeners and stuff like that and numbers and shit, and like, he seems like a cool dude. So, like, we'll have him on. Like, yeah, sure. I had never done an interview before. I'd never hosted an interview or whatever. Like I had been on the other end of it from doing rap shit or whatever. Like I've been, I've been in like small, like college radio stations and stuff like that, done interviews or whatever. I had never hosted an interview before. And when Max came on, we, um, we bullshitted for a few. And then eventually I said to Max, I said, Hey Max, I was checking out some YouTube videos of you earlier. And again, this goes into like the, the, the podcast thing where you, you do your, your, your prep, your research a little bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you come up with an angle and, you know, and I said to Max, I said, um, I was looking at YouTube videos of yours and, um, you got this YouTube video. I was wondering if you saw it and he's like, yeah, I got, I got videos up there. What video? And I go, um, I don't think you've seen this one though, Max. Like you got YouTube around you. And he's like, yeah, I got it on the computer upstairs. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. I'll go upstairs. I'm like, okay. So Max goes upstairs. Now we got Max Manelli running around his house. Right. So like now we're like, now we, we gotta, we gotta deliver here. So Max goes to the computer and I go, Max, go to YouTube, type in Max Minnelli, and I gave him the, the name of the track. And I go, if you could do me a favor, I go, um, I want to watch this with you, uh, you know, for just push play. And, uh, and he pushes play and he goes, oh, yeah, this is this is dope. All right. Yeah, I see. And I go, so you see that there's pictures of you, right? And he's like, yeah, I see. And there's, and there's just pictures flipping up 
you know, on the, on the, on the screen, like some, like some, you know, just like old, uh, video type shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's me and my Benz. Like, oh yeah, that's me at the, at the spot, blah, blah, blah. And I go, all right, Max, do me a favor. Go up to one minute and 47 seconds. And he goes, all right. And so he goes up and he goes, and I go, so if you could do me a favor, you're going to see something, some text on your screen. If you could just read that text. And he goes, that's all the pictures that I have of Max Minnelli. So here goes these. Oh, shit. And, um, and, I, and I tell him, I say, Max, do me a favor and push play and tell me, tell me what you see. He pushes play and you, know, you just hear Max Minnelli dying laughing. And he's like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, I don't know. What is it, Max? And he's like, I, I see a big fat black dude eating a cheeseburger right now. I see Paris Hilton is a whore in Google search. What the fuck is this dude? Like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like somebody, one of your fans made you a video um, and they use pictures of you, but then they ran out of pictures of you. So then they, they just found random internet pictures to put up for the rest of the video. And he started dying laughing. And he was like, yo, this is crazy. And I'm like, yo, this has 57,000 views, Max. I'm like, I figured you should be at least one of those views. And he's like, holy shit, bro. Like this, I, didn't, I never knew this was out there, bro. Like, this is crazy. Like from then on, that's when we realized we had something where I was like, we can do this fish. Like if, if we can host this show this way, and and we can keep doing this for for people then i think we got something here and and that's why i take pride in the show is like i feel like and again that's why i feel like you should take pride in the podcast being a podcast and not being a clubhouse or a spaces or whatever is because you're the service that you're offering you're offering a platform you're offering something that people can go back on they can listen to those if you want them to um you can take down the service if you want them to it's in your control like um there's a there's a dude named Stowe. Shout out to Stowe. He always says, uh, you know, get a website, like get a damn website. Now, here's the thing. I don't have a website. I'll be the first one to say it. I don't have a website, but I have a I have a platform. I have a service. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's the same thing with you. Like you have a platform, you have a service like we should we should be in control of those platforms and services. And when it comes down to it with spaces and, and clubhouse, we aren't in control of those. Mm, yeah, that's not our content. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's what my, it's not the creators that I have a beef with. It's the platform that I have a beef with. Yeah. I feel that. You see what I'm saying? Like I, that's, that's all I wanted to say is just make it clear that that's, I'm not, I'm not knocking people that are on there doing that. If that's what you want to do, or if that's what your, your ability is to do, then do that. But just realize you don't own that content or you don't have it backed up anywhere. So when you go to talk to somebody about the great interview you did, or the, the moments that you're talking about these moments, these moments should be archived and documented for us for for the future you know what i mean like that's the service that we provide is is i don't even look at myself as a journalist but i just look at it as uh, you know I, I provide a service at this point i understand that uh that angle with it i, mm-hmm. I really do because it i do feel a lot like my podcast is like every episode i put out is a piece of art you know what i mean and like yes thank at, you at, like the first episode i put out didn't edit at all and like you know it was i did it with mike mongo who is a how do I put this blossomed professional? So like, right. you know, there was no need to, there was nothing really to, yeah, he, there was nothing to edit. Exactly. So like, but you know, in the future he was like, you know, you should edit. And I'm like, and you know, I usually just pull out the ums and the ands or the likes. I don't like rearrange words or like remove something somebody said or like any of that kind of thing. I just try to make it so that the, the podcast itself is more listenable and mm-hmm. that, 
like there's spaces in the right times, like there's pauses in the right times, so that you can like, whoa, they just said something very complex and profound. Let's right. let that soak in for a second, you know? And I, uh, I, I try to like, I, I do see it as like myself as like the interviewee or the interviewer and like, what is my role and how do I do that role the best that I can? Like you were mentioning like, you know, how you'll sometimes talk over, over, uh, talk over interviewees. Like I'll, I'll do the same thing. Like I'll almost feel like, like I'll be like, they'll be rambling on the same point and I'll be like, all right, like uh, we have enough on this. Let's get to the next point. Oh yeah. That's, like that's definitely a control on. thing. Like I, yeah, I exactly. agree. Yep, that's like, that's doing the job. Yep. But at the same time though, now I've kind of realized like, just let them go. And like, that's cause that's when like, that's when the best things kind of come out of like, especially creatives. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of got to like, it'll quiet, listen, listen, push them a little bit here and there. And then like, uh, you know, let them show you like why what they do is dope. Like there's always like I always bring on artists that like artists or creatives or you know producers that like I I think that their work is dope already, and then mm-hmm. they'll tell me uh, there's always details in there. Like I do as much listening, ask questions, and then I'll be like, wait a minute, did did you just say that you this? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. <laughs> and they're like, right. yeah. So like, you know, I, I started my podcast, the way Nate FT came around is like, I was in a clubhouse room, I, you know, I started on clubhouse and I'm, I'm just one of these dudes with like, you know, some people, they get home and they put on the TV, I get home and I put on either uh, uh, something educational or I'm reading a book or studying or for the last year I've been kind of like in finance really. I, I, my new year's resolution this year, cause my brother and another very good friend of mine had uh, found some success in penny stocks. I was like, all right, well, if the, these idiots can make money, doing this, then <laughs> I'm sure I can. Cause I, I actually, I, I, uh, my, I studied chemistry in college. Uh, I dropped out six credits short, but I tutored for four years. And- hey, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. Keep what you're, keep what you're about to say, but I just want to say this, everything yeah. that you just said it, for my normal listeners of this show are going to be like, wow, you guys are so fucking different. And like <laughs> the thing that I love about that is like, that's what I wanted to have you on the show for. And that's why I, I was really happy that you did reach out to me is because sometimes I'll give shows a hard time for being like the typical nft show because i'm not the nft show like i'll be the first one to say it that my show is not it's it's not an nft show it is a nft hip-hop and pop culture show we talk about all those things we talk about randomness like that's what that's what we do over here i think that it's really fucking dope that you do what you do and I do what I do and we don't have to try to make our shows alike or we don't have to try to exist in like the same exact area oh, just yeah. to be out here and be able to, to – because like I noticed, a, I noticed a lot of that with my show and like maybe this is me being like egotistical or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you probably – like I would imagine that you probably feel this way. But it's harder. I would imagine it's probably harder for you to feel this way because there's more people I think that are trying to do – your show openly like that that's what they're doing is like they're trying to do like an nft show or they're trying to do like that they're trying to come in with that approach my approach has always been fucking random and all of a sudden i'll see pop people pop up where they're like i want to do an nft show but it's really going to be a random nft show and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, wait a second like that's where i start to get my guard up you know what i mean like, that's <laughs> where so like i love the fact that like we can exist in the same space and have two different shows and be perfectly comfortable with that and still have the fucking conversation like to oh, me, yeah. I, that's like that's like my favorite part of this so far but go ahead 
Yeah, dude. Like I'm not, I don't fucking, I don't feel, I see other people podcast all the time. And really what I've, oh, I've done a lot of reading on the subject and I, it's more, it's better to promote others around you and try to reach out and like do crossover episodes. Cause now all my viewers are going to check you out and mm-hmm. all your viewers are going to check me out. So, but, uh, but yeah, so like, you know, I honestly, I, I like, I was never like a podcast dude. Like I honestly, before I started podcasting, didn't even really listen to a lot of podcasts I had, you know, here and there, but I, I wasn't really like my thing. And then, you know, I got on Clubhouse. I was in like, I ended up like a friend of mine was like, you got to get on Clubhouse. It's amazing. And it was like December. And I'm like, eh, like you send me like business marketing SEO rooms. And I'm like, that's not my vibe. Right. But then like I, some guy I follow on Twitter through penny stocks, cause I started researching all this kind of stuff. And I'd figured out like, oh, algorithmic trading exists. Maybe I should teach myself to program again. Cause I've been like, I've been programming since I was 12 years old. Like, you know, just right. not never seriously, just like on and off as a hobby. I did a little bit of it in college while when I was studying chemistry because I was like, I want to work with these chemicals. And they're like, well, you can't, but you can build simulations in a computer. That sucks. But that was the first, how I first learned Python. And then, um, and then like, you know, so I was already kind of learned programming. And then like, I see another, this guy I'd known through Twitter, through, I'm, I was big on Humble, the, the company Humble. And, uh, not financial advice. Go do your do your own research mm-hmm. on it now. I'm not saying I would recommend it now, anyways, for certain reasons. Right. But they said they were going to do a peer to peer payment app, but they haven't yet, and that's disappointing. But I still am long on them. I think they're great. But anyways, not financial advice. But anyways, yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah dude, you feel me? I rant like hell. I understand. Um, yeah, but uh, so yeah, and like I was, I, I my buddy's like, I'm in here with these NFT greats. I'm like, that's amazing. I go start listening to the rooms, then they put me on stage. I'm like, fuck yeah, and then I start talking. And like I read the Bitcoin white paper in 2015. Like I, I've always like been watching crypto, right? And like been a little bit informed, but like I haven't been like present. You know what I mean? Like I haven't yep. like held anything really, or like you know. And like I had just started to like do a little. Like I just figured out like oh, Bitrix exists. I can fucking trade. I can day trade a hundred bucks worth of crypto and like you know watch candlestick patterns and not pay fucking ridiculous. Not have to have twenty five thousand dollars in the bank, which is law in the states. Um, for day trading, um, if you're going to do it as excessively as I do uh, when I do it, I'm like fucking buy. I was going to say sell, you're buy, you, you're really on like some other like. <laughs> well, here's it. the thing. So I've always been, dude. Like you're I'm like just the a, smarter, more degen version of me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, bro. Like I straight up, like I've always been this dude. Where like I don't know, man. Like. And I, I, I really don't want to toot my own horn here. Like people are like, you're no, fucking, do that, man. Clean what you are. You're a fucking genius. And I'm like, honestly, no, it's just that like my stepdad, when I was a kid, used to break all my fucking toys and like remove all the things from my room and only leave me in there mm-hmm. with books and like ground right. for, you know, fucking solitary confinement for months on end. And I was right. like, well, what else am I going to fucking do? I guess I'm going to read fucking East of Eden by John Steinbeck. And so I'm 13, right. I'm 13 years old. I'm like, That's what's crazy. your favorite book? Oh, Harry Potter. What's your favorite book? Oh, Hatchet. Oh, what's your favorite book? East of Eden by John fucking Steinbeck. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck is this kid's deal? That kid? But that at, least that yourself, yeah. at least you're self-aware. You know what I mean? Oh, That's what I'm saying. It's, like, like, it's who I am. Aware. Like, I'm not a physical dude. Like, I tell my grandparents and shit. Like, I put so much work into, like, learning this kind of shit. Like, like, like I've literally, like, in the last eight months have become a full-stack blockchain developer in Solidity, Python, JavaScript, Viper, C-Sharp. I built, a, I built an app in C-Sharp for somebody this, this summer, a membership app for a dApp. Just is the guy's like, hey, le- like, my buddy connect. He's like, you can do this, right? I'm like, well, I can learn how to do it. And I've, already, I've got, like, pri- proprietary skills near it. And so I literally was like, all right, what programming language am I going to do this in? So I taught myself Swift. And then I was like, fuck that. So I taught myself C 
sharp because it's more open. And I think I almost taught myself unity, but then I was like, fuck that. And then, uh, and then like I taught myself to C sharp hard in like a week. And then I fucking built a full stack app in C sharp and .NET. <laughs> like, you know, so like, I'm that kind of dude. Like I honestly, if any of my professors are hearing this right now, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the first time you're going to hear me admit this, but I have a buddy who I literally plagiarized his entire college degree for him. And I have multiple friends that back in college, cause I was, I have been two years sober now, but I had a really bad drinking and drugging problem back in the day. You know, the right. best of us, the best of us did, um, one day at a time. But, um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, fucking kids would be like, Nate, I, I, the paper's due tomorrow. It's on Iceland. I need 15 pages on the country of Iceland and it needs to be, let me add in, it needs to be written so that it doesn't sound like it's a first English first, first language speaker. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need fucking three thirties of Adderall, Gramico, fucking <laughs> a quarter of weed and a hundred dollars. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'm like, all right. So fucking, <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like I, I've always been that dude that like, you know, I have, a, I know my brain is, there's nothing I can't fucking understand if I sit my ass down, I'm like, learn this. So like this year that kind of, at first it was finance. And then like, I got into these NFT rooms and I saw NFTs happening. I saw the burnt Banksy thing. And then like the same week people sold for 69 million, uh, sold, uh, the first 5,000 days. And I was like, all right, like shit's going down here, dog. And so I was like, all right, I got to learn this shit. So I like really went into my Python skills. I started making art with Python. Uh, I, I, I program, you can go to screensaver.world and check, or you can go to my, my Twitter, uh, at the char dad, my personal art Twitter. You can see a bunch of my, like, I, I program Python scripts that make art and, uh, like, and I've just been like trying to implement like my art, my programming into digital art. Cause I've always loved making art, but I never did it like super, super seriously. I'm a, I'm a guitar player and a songwriter. Um, I'm an audio guy, you know? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Cause like, what is yeah. like, you have like a background or experience well, in like creative like, stuff or like, I, is I, it? I dude, like, as far as like, like I've been making music and producing my entire life. My dad was a professional guitarist and an acoustic engineer and a DJ. Right. Uh, I played in a blues collective for five years when I was a kid. Like I've been playing, I play guitar like a motherfucker. Like, you right. know, like, I, right. you know, it's that, that's kind of my, like real, like if you're like, what's your art? Like yep. I play, I play guitar and I sing, you know, like, yep. you know, I enjoy, I enjoy it. And that's what like really brings me like no bars hold anytime I can just pick up my guitar and that gives me pleasure no matter what. Not right. that art doesn't do that, but like, it's something that's just like, like my fucking guitar, and I even hate to say it, like my dad's listening to this, so he'll hate me say, my acoustic guitar, because that's just the one I always had running when I was a kid, and I got into finger picking, and like I finger pick and play a bunch of like fucking just crazy shit. Right. And like that just has a certain part in my soul that like if you ask me, that's my art. But like, dude, I do everything. Like there's nothing, I, I produce electronic music, I fucking have been making digital art for 10 years, like here and there. Photoshop and shit like that. I use GIMP, uh, which is an open source program that I highly recommend to anybody that doesn't want to spend money on a on a on a image software. But use GIMP. It does everything that uh, Photoshop does, and it's fucking open source and free. But um, but around to my original point, like so, like I came into Clubhouse and like I got on these stages and I start talking and I had good points. I was going back and forth with these people and like. You know, there were times like that I like, you know, had connect, like crazy people have been in the room. Like I go on a rant and like everybody's like, wow, that point was amazing. That's awesome. 
Hey, I just want to point out real quick, Nate, uh, uh, MC Hammer just came into the room. Well, how are you doing, MC? I'm like, holy shit, I just fucking said that in front of MC <laughs> just ran, Hammer. Ran in front of and MC then MC Hammer. Hammer's following me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. But, um, so yeah, and then this one night I said this, and it, this, I hate to say it, I recorded a monologue of this, this story I told in the clubhouse room. And I, I did it in like three parts because at the time, and I hate to admit it, I was kind of like, I kind of wasn't going, I, I kind of thought I wasn't continuing the podcast much anymore. Not that, not that I never thought I'd start doing it again ever again. End, but like there was right. like a month or two where I was like, this is a lot of fucking work. It's work, I have, right? I got a mm-hmm. kid. I got a lot of shit going on. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and I just feel like there's other things that I, I'm going to spend my time on. But like, like, I, and so like this monologue, I did do an episode of, uh, it's called how John Law YOLO'd the Mississippi purchase and caused the French revolution. <laughs> I saw, I saw the title of that. It, episode. Yeah, it's basically I like, I didn't listen to it, but I knew that there had to have been something deeper to I'll it. Give it because- to you, I'll give it to you shortly. Like basically like there's this dude named John Law and in the 1600s, he was a guy from Scotland and he was a drunk and a gambler and a speculator. He used to like play around in the fucking stock markets and shit like that. And, right. uh, and he fucking shot a guy. And what do you do when you're fucking back there and you, you shot a, you shoot a guy and you kill him? Obviously, you just leave the country. So he left fucking Scotland and went to Europe, jumped it around, schmoozed his way around, ends up meeting fucking royals, meets uh, Philippe, Duke of, Duke of, uh, Philippe II, Duke of, uh, Burrell uh, or so, I don't fucking know. So, come on, brain, brainiac. Uh, yeah, brainiac, fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, come on, 3.14159265358979323. Oh, All right, so he come meets on. this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And fucking like, he's like, yo, I got this idea that you could start like a land bank and you could basically like make money that's ba- backed up on the land of France. Like, you right. know how like we used to be on the gold standard, right? And like every dollar you go in the bank and technically they give you gold for a dollar's worth of gold, right? It was right. backed up by that physical asset. He was like, why don't we fucking do that? But with the land of the country of France, like didn't you guys just pick up the Mississippi purchase over in the United States? You could fucking divide that up, bill it, use it as a currency. And Philippe the second's like, that's dope. Brings it to Louis the 14th. Louis the 14th, like this fucking drunk guy you met in a bar is an asshole. You should get rid of him. And he's like, okay. Right. He leaves Italy or uh, leaves France for Italy, hangs out with some dude in Sicily for a while. Philippe the Fourteenth dies, and then Philip the Fifteenth becomes king of France. Right. Philip the Fifteenth was only five years old at the time. Oh so my god! Who, so who becomes king of France? His motherfucking boy, the Duke of fucking Philippe the Second. Oh, yeah, goes yeah. over. Dude, it literally was like it was literally fucking GameStop, except the entire country of France's land. Like. Whoop! like like people were like uh, fucking like when people were first buying these bills people were crushed they were they were saying people were dying in the crowds in the champs de Elysees, uh, or actually it was the champs de champois in uh, in paris right the street, i was gonna correct the, you but i figured I'd the champs the, the, not the champs de Elysees. there's no business yeah. the fucking champs yeah the champs, the champs de yeah fucking Jesus. asshole Common knowledge. This is me. I'm, I'm a weird motherfucker. No, common, common knowledge. We all know that. Yeah, fucking. Who else took, <laughs> well, some kids could have taken Spanish in high school. The only reason I know that is because of French. But anyways, like fucking like. It basically was this, this, again, this is the difference between us. I took French in high school and uh, in, and it did not end well. It uh, it, it ended poorly. It, everything ended bad uh, with a yeah, conference I, with my parents and, my, and the uh, principal and my French teacher and everything yeah, I, else. I slept through that. that class. I was high as hell. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> um, she knew. But right? go ahead. They all knew. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's 
fucking, your podcast way more laid back than mine. I'm just like, fuck it. Let's fucking, let's chill. No, man, that's what it, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, I do that vibe sometimes. Like, if you listen to the Matt Mashad episode, we got that vibe. Like, we started off fucking just talking about weed legalization in Louisiana. But, like, but a lot of, a lot of my, like, stuff is intellectual. Cause, like, basically, long story short, I gave that, I gave that fucking talk in a clubhouse room, like, off the cuff, off the cuff. Right. And when I finished it, everybody fucking applauded. They were like, oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, everybody's like, fucking right, right, right. Mics and shit. I'm like, like everybody. And then like people are like cutting in, like, and it was a big room, like 200 people. And like a couple people like, yo, do you do a podcast? And I'm like, no. And they're like, dude, you fucking should. And I'm like, what? And like, and I had just gotten out of a sales job. I did door to door sales for three years. So I like have I that. It. Like, I knew that shit. Oh yeah, I dude. I, I, I sold Kirby vacuums door to door for three years. And then my manager beat the shit out of me and I had to fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. Right. COVID. I was going to open my own distributorship and then fucking COVID hit and everybody in Kirby's yacked. And I was like, the only reason I'm going to stay in Kirby is if I can open my own distribution and get away from you fucking yak people like fucking ketamine and all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> and then COVID hit, I had to lay off the people I had working for me. I became a dealer for somebody else again, just to pay the bills. And then I went off. Of course we can't go door to door in new England. So where do we go? Sioux falls, South Dakota. Ugh. And I go with the, like the most degen, And I don't mean that in a good way. The most degen motherfucker we had in the whole company. And at the end of it, he beat me in, I won't go into detail, but he literally beat the shit out of me and left me in South Dakota. So that's you know, crazy. And, uh, you know, fuck them. But it's what I get for, I, I knew like, dude, like I was doing it and it's like, listen, I'm making a thousand bucks a week. I don't have a college degree. I dropped out. I got a lot of debts. I don't have my, I didn't have my license when I started. Like I, and when I, and they helped me get my license back eventually after two years of fucking being everybody's bitch on fucking these vans and like, mm-hmm. but like, you know what I mean? Like I, I get now from that experience, like I got a lot of good things out of it, but it's like, dude, I'm going to do my own fucking thing. And I'm like, yep. I, now I work at a grill where I do dishes and fucking serve food and cook. I do literally everything there. I've been on and off there for 10 years. Everybody's like my best friend there. Like I'm super tight with everybody there. Like I enjoy just being way with, more fun. With, yeah. With this, pe- these people who are mm-hmm. genuinely good people and my family. But like, uh, like I work there because like, Hey, it pays the bills. I like the people I work with. And like, I don't really have to give too many fucks about this job. Like right. I'm a hard, I'm a hard worker by nature. So it's like me being lazy is still like making sure there's like everything's if I'm in the right, back right. sitting down, hit, hit my vape. It's because there ain't like, if I, it's cause I'm the dishwasher, there's no prep. There's not a dish and there's nothing to clean. Like, you know what I mean? So like, that's why I do that job. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, my career is working for you. No, my career is I'm starting a blockchain consulting company and do my podcast and right. my, and making art and staying involved in this space. But this job I enjoy being at, I'm cool with giving them my amount of time. And no, it sounds good. I mean, if somebody, if somebody came to me and kind of dropped that on me tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, that sounds like good. I'll, I'll do that. But like where I'm at right now, I'm not really able to, to, I'm, I haven't been able to find that. And so it's one of those things where like, I'm, I'm I in a fortunate you. situation where, um, my girl just picked up a good job. Like she's like, like she's straight. And that that's the first time in, in a while that that's been able to happen. Um, I, we, because of our living situation where we lived before, um, we were paying in Denver, we were paying a lot of fucking money for, oh, yeah. um, for, for our apartment. And now uh, we basically live um, at her grandma's house and we're like restoring her grandma's house and shit like that. So um, 
she's her grandma owns the house and she's owned it for a long time so everything is lower than what it should be for being in the area that we're in and shit like that and her grandma's not here that's the other key thing is her grandma's living with her parents out in out in uh, the springs so it just ends up being this it's like a it's like an ideal situation for what's going on right now for me to be able to do the podcast without feeling like um I'm just wasting time or whatever. But at the same time, that's why like sometimes I'll go on little rants on my timeline or I'll, I'll make like little sarcastic um, comments or whatever about, about like people accepting payment in this, in this uh, NFT space. Because when I first started, um, I first had the Yetis, the super Yetis on the show. And I had, and I had them on like when they were first launching the project and The reason I was going to have them on because I won the giveaway and I figured it would just be cool to have them on to talk to them because I figured, again, when I first came into the scene, I thought it was all about the art and shit. I was like, oh, these guys are probably some cool like artist type or whatever, like blah, 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 like what I've done on the blind box for a million fucking times and what I did here at Four Things for the first two seasons. But when I had them on, um, I realized that there's like like projects are split where there's like a dev and then there's an artist or there's, you know, whatever. And, and with this project, there's a businessman. (laughs) Exactly. And with this, it was the businessman and the dev, but there really was no artist for me to talk to. And like, and so that put me in like a more of like an interviewer type situation where I, I, I was asking them very specific questions about their project because people in the project at that point were ready to bail. Like they were like, I was going to buy 50 Yetis, but I'm not buying these anymore because I don't even know if this is going to be a rug pull or not. Like, fuck these guys, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, Hey guys, do you want to jump on my show? Um, It's recorded. It's, it's hosted. It's on a, on a platform service and you can go, you can put the link around to people when they ask these questions and they can listen to it and hear that you guys are, you know, normal guys or whatever. And, um, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, all right. So I rushed that together because my, my family was coming in. So this goes into that whole, like, it takes a lot of work to do the podcast thing. Um, my family was coming into town. It was the first time I saw them in, in like two years or whatever. And so I, I rushed the interview together with them. We did the interview. I put it out. They went from 25% sold to, to hundred percent sold and people in the discord talking about, I'm, you know, if I, I'm going to listen to this podcast based on this podcast is if I buy another 150 Yetis or not. Um, Damn. Then they would come back an hour later. Uh, that was fucking great. I'm, I'm buying a uh, hundred Yetis tonight. Like let's fucking go blah, 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 whatever, whatever. All I did was just give them a platform. I didn't hype up the Yetis. I, I just gave them a, a place to be able to show people that they were actual people afterwards. No, they never contacted me and said, Hey, thanks for, uh, for doing that or whatever. Like, thanks for, for having us on. They never contacted me and said, hey, uh, send me over your wallet. I'm going to send you over a couple of these Yetis. We have 10,000 of them. Um, you know, we're about to make $2.5 million on 0.08, uh, 10,000 sales. Um, we're going to send you over a couple of Yetis. Um, I was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. But that that's something where like when we would do the blind box before, we, we had over 250 guests on the show. I would say out of all the artists and creatives that we had on the show afterwards, they would say to us, um, Hey, we should collab on something or, Hey guys, um, if you ever need anything, let us know. Or, Hey, what's your address? We're going to send you a, a, a package of uh, some stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's very normal. It's like bringing like a, a bottle of wine or something like that to somebody's house or something like it's just, it's just, it's just 
a normal service and the uh the radio uh industry or the promo industry or whatever that which is essentially what a lot of this is it's just it's just what it is mm. so i had another project on um talked to them about it and said hey guys uh the yeti's never sent me a yeti like was that is that out of line for me to think that you know that they should have like is that am i crazy here oh no i don't think you're crazy i think that's a good conversation to have blah 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 that project also never sent me one of their projects <laughs> out of 10,000 after we just had the conversation about it. Now, again, what we're talking about is um, like what you were talking about with like jobs and, you know, and, and the NFT balance and the podcast and stuff like that. I'm not looking to make a million dollars off of my podcast. But if you have something that if you send me unrevealed, and it's an unrevealed, say you send me three unrevealed Yetis when the Yetis were hot, like when they first came out. And if one of those had Bitcoin eyes or whatever, like laser eyes, Bitcoin eyes, you know, something like that, I sell it for one Ethereum or, you know, two Ethereum or whatever. That cost you absolutely fucking nothing. It got you a secondary sale. Yeah. And um, and it got me enough to be able to literally change the 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 trajectory of my podcast from from day one. That did not happen. Um, it didn't happen twice. And then eventually, I said, "All right, look, if you guys want to come on my show and talk about your 10k project or whatever, you're going to have to give up a couple of your projects. Like that's just what it is. Like that's that you know. And if you don't want to do that, then don't come on the show." I feel that now, energy, dude. I, I've been trying to find monetization myself. Exactly. You know, like, this is where I was going to go with this. Because you put so much time into it. And it's like, I literally enjoy doing the podcast. I really do. But if I'm going to do this I love consistently, it. yeah, it's fun. But like, if I'm going to do it consistently, I got other shit going on. Like, I'm building a yep. marketplace for somebody right now. I'm also like the head, I'm the, I'm the, the wholesale sales guy for Hempy's Clothing out of San Diego, Wicked Dope Company. Everybody go check them out, hempies.com. Shout out to them. Yeah, longest standing hemp clothing manufacturer in the country. We've been around a long time, but um, but yeah, like uh, you know, and you like you push you push it out there like that. It's like it's difficult, you know, and like it, you're like I really like would like to get something back to it from it. I don't I don't like and I don't like it. I try to have no expectations, you know. I like I said, like exactly. I'm not, I'm right. not doing the mm -hmm. podcast for the money. I know what you're like, saying, man. I'm not doing it because of that. I did it because I like. I thought it would be a good thing to do. And everybody also told. And I, like I was kind of getting that earlier. Like everybody told me you should do a podcast. And then I did it for a couple months, and I was like, yeah, you know. But I got better at, with every episode. And then like I took a break, and Mike Mongo hit me up, and he's like, it's been like two months since I dropped a podcast, and he's like, how you doing? I'm like, all right. He's like, how's the podcast going? I'm like. Oh, well, I've just been really, really busy and working, doing all this stuff, all this shit going on. He's like, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, I totally understand, buddy. But it's people that have a lot of shit going on and still get other shit done that end up successful. I'm like, God, Mike, all right, who am I interviewing this week? And <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I was back on it again. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I've, uh, and I, I, I've been trying to put out at least a couple episodes a month because, like, like I told you too, I go through and get rid of all the ums and the ands. So, like, sometimes it can take me, like, nowadays I've got it down that if it's like an hour of editing and I just sit down and I'm concentrated and I'm like, do it. I you usually get it done in like two, three hours, which for a lot of people is like, that's fast, you know, for, for that kind of thing. But that's like going through it one, that's one take and edit. But like, I've been doing audio production since I was like, I remember being like eight years old. I'm sitting on my dad's lap and he's teaching me how to make beats with, uh, 
how to make, well, how to make me not beats. My dad does blues and stuff, but how to make, you know, build a band and, and sonar two and cakewalk in right, 2002. Right. So like, you know, like I have that, that kind of skill. So like, well, you know, I was doing cool edit and, um, and, and all that stuff in the same time, you know what I mean? Like all that, like all that early, like magics, uh, pro and, and all that shit. Like that's, yeah. that's exactly like when I say, that's one thing that I don't really get into a lot on the show or whatever. I don't ever really talked about, I guess, is that like when I was, when I was doing music like that, like when I say like, Oh, I'm, I'm a hip hop artist or I'm a rapper or whatever. Like, I don't, I think people think that I, I just write raps and then rap them. But like, I don't like when I was doing my, my, uh, my music shit and I was really doing it. I was doing literally like the fucking, the videos, the artwork, the um the the contacts for networking for trying to get shows or trying oh. to get music played places i was the one that was doing the when we were booking shows like back um in upstate new york where you can't just walk in somewhere and say yo i'm a rapper i want to i want a gig here or whatever especially when i grew up like it was in like the late 90s like early 2000s or whatever yeah. like people in upstate new york at bars and shit like they're not trying to give you a, a mic to rap at so like you really have to be able to learn people and like really be able like so like when I, and then like South by Southwest, A3C, like performing out of state, traveling, like all that shit. Like, that's what I mean when I say like, I, I did hip hop shit or I'm a rapper or whatever is like, it's not just like the rapping part of it. It's like all the other shit that you learn along the way that you then eventually can apply to, to this, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. the same thing with like sitting there for hours and hours doing editing, editing music, making sure that shit, shit sounds right. Like the shit that I'm able to do now with quick edits with the podcast or whatever, the only reason why I can do that so quick is because I had done it for fucking 12 years or whatever doing music. Exactly. You know, and like all that shit translates over if you, yeah, if like, you let it. I was like, you know, I already have the skills. So like I, I'm a talker. I've done sales. So I know how to present myself as a, as a certain type of person. I, I've never taken an acting class, but every single person that acts I've ever met is like, dude, why not? Oh, you should fucking do an acting right. class. I'm like, you know, but, um, and, and I already knew how to like edit audio. So I was like, well, this, this isn't going to be too difficult to put together. And like, I, I made my title card. Honestly, I did like, I did one and I was like, this is great. And then I sent it to Mike Mongo and Mike Mongo is Mike Mongo. And he was like, uh, tweak this a little bit. And I'm like, okay. And I sent it back and he's like, all right, now tweak this a little bit. And I'm like, okay. And I sent him like, fucking 12 drafts and then he sent him back and he's like all right that's that one's good i'm like sick so like <laughs> you know like when you got when you got one of the co-founders of obey telling you if your title card's good or not you're like all right it's it's probably good but <laughs> right but um you know it's, it's just a fortunate i was fortunate i'm fortunate to have like that kind of connection in my bag i, I fucking love the guy but um but, uh, but yeah a lot of those skills like translated over you know and i kind of was like and and then like honestly like I, I had so much other stuff going on and like I was working and like, honestly, this summer too, like I, uh, uh, I'm going through a custody battle right now. I broke up with my kid's mom in March. We lived together for six months and then she, I'm not going to go into details cause it'll just sour my conversation. But, uh, yeah, yeah. long story short, she kidnapped my child and I had to lawyer up Ugh. really hard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like whatever. But so I had all that shit going on and then like, not that hadn't really started, started until August, but like in like June or July, all that shit was going on and it was stressful and I hadn't been doing a podcast and Mike was like, and I'm watching my kid full time and working two full time jobs. And Mike was like, yo, get it done. I'm like, all right. So, you know, like I've been like, 
like the episode, if you look, listen to the episode with Mike and, uh, Mike and Kyle Schember, um, mm-hmm. and since it probably won't get around through the grapevine, I'll mention, we didn't mention it in that episode, but Kyle is the head videographer for SpaceX, like the official videographer for oh, SpaceX. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you watch a SpaceX stream, it's Kyle mm-hmm. doing the video. Mm-hmm. And then Mike was uh, like, I some sort of creative consultant or I almost think the creative director. I haven't really asked him, but I shouldn't speak on shit things. I don't know, but he, they extremely involved in the inspiration for shuttle that just, just went up like, like, uh, Dr. Cyan Proctor, the, the pilot is like one of Mike's best, Mike and Kyle's best friends. So, but they had just done a charity thing too. So they didn't want to like poke the bear. So we didn't, we didn't focus on that. We just focused on Mutniks and their project, which is amazing. But that you should really check that one out too if you haven't checked it out uh mutniks uh at pause in space they uh it's to basically reincarnate in the metaverse laika the dog that the the russians shot up uh into uh into orbit the first orbiting uh first living creature to orbit space and didn't didn't make it back unfortunately passed away in the effort but um but yeah that interview i did in the back liquor closet at the at the restaurant i work at (laughs) and like i listened to it and i'm like Oh, sh- like I kept saying the same thing over and over again, or like I said, like I using the same words, or like not like. And I remember I was like, because I wasn't, I wasn't fucking focused, because fucking Roger came in to get a goddamn bottle of whiskey, and like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you know, now I've seen it, and now I'm like going, like I have people hit me up, like, hey, can you help with this project? Hey, I heard you have programming skills. Like, hey, I heard you have this, and like, people hit me up on jobs, and like, I'm like, dude, what do I want to do? You know, do I want right. to like? do I want to like be at the grill all the time or do I want to cut those hours back and get my business going? So like right now what my focus is, I'm, I'm building a marketplace for somebody I'm not really allowed to talk about too much, um, which is really interesting, but I've been doing, I'm, I'm the, the head blockchain dev on that. And I've basically built the whole marketplace from scratch in the last couple of weeks, uh, something that, yeah, no, I was copy and pasting. And then a couple of nights ago, I was like, why don't I just not copy and paste? Cause I actually understand how this works now. Why don't I just build it myself? And I was like, Pfft. Oh wow, that came out great! <laughs> but um, right, <laughs> but like, and I, I use I use the podcast a lot as like as a networking tool and as connections because like you know ne- by using this like now I know you really well you know re- me really well we have connects with each other we'll you know we're gonna in the future we're gonna promote you see shit, now like, and and that's the thing is that and here's where I look at and not to cut you off but here's where right. I look at part of my my duty in this I guess and like like in us being like I look at us as peers you know what I mean and that's where I was saying like to start all this off when I said you know I appreciated you hitting me up because I haven't had a lot of people that have treated me like a peer in this in this uh, scene it's been a lot of people uh, treating me like I'm I'm supposed to be proving myself you know over oh, and over and over again and I get to the point where I'm like yo how long do you want me to fucking like it's the same thing as the hip hop world like paying dues and you know all that shit it's the same exact fucking thing and I've I've been through it enough where I'm like I put in my 10,000 hours in the hip hop scene um I've put in like over 5,000 hours now in the art and podcasting and all that. Like at some point, like I I don't need to fucking earn shit. Like I'm, I'm earning it by doing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm already doing that. So my thing is for a long time, I didn't get paid for, for the shit that I did, whether it was music shit, whether it was, you know, mixing people's projects or executive producing essentially people's projects in the terms of like overseeing their music and shit like that. Not the Mm. financial part of it, but, but, you know, arranging and sequencing albums and, um, having and them recording at my place and, you know, all that shit. Like I, I never got paid for any of that. And if anything, I went into fucking debt over that shit, um, for years for people that really didn't appreciate it were shit. 
Not failure. So I got tired of that. And when I got done, when I, when I, not when I got done, but when I, I had a heart, I, I had something happen in, uh, when I was like 32 with a heart, uh, condition that I have. And, um, God bless. Got a, yeah, it sucks, but I got a stent in my heart. And, um, that kind of knocked me off like my music thing or whatever. Cause like when you rap, you feel like a superhero or whatever. Like that's the whole thing about being a rapper, especially at that time, like when growing up, like in New York, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, like it's a very kind of tough type of thing. When something happens like that, health-wise, it kind of knocks you off your game a little bit where you're like, oh, shit, I can fucking die. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that can happen. Um, yeah. And so I stopped doing the music thing as much because I, I didn't really love the vibes that I was getting from people and shit. And I, and I was feeling like, why am I working this hard at something where I'm getting like, I'm happy with what I'm doing, but at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm really appreciated for what I'm bringing to the table here. So if that's the case, then why am I putting so much effort into it? And then when fish and I started doing the blind box, I put a lot of effort into that, but it was a lot more of like the editing and we would do a lot of like um, commercials and skits and bits and like a lot of like, uh, actually, you know what, because we can do this. This is one thing uh, with Zencaster. Uh, this is one reason why I use this is because I can do, um, clips and, and play stuff off of a soundboard or whatever. So I'm going to play, uh, this is one that I've been playing recently or whatever. You might like this. Uh, this is an old blind box, uh, skit that fish and I did where I, on the blind box, I would tell people like, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Like, I don't want to hang out with people. Like I, I hang out in the bungalow, which is like this, like, two room shed basically that is carpeted and like it has a bed in it and shit but i make music here or whatever like like i'm very happy here like i got a leather couch like just leave me the fuck alone like just let me watch the wire all day you know what i'm saying like that like that was my whole vibe of the bungalow and like fish would be like yo you got to get out of the bungalow and like go, go do some shit and i'm like fuck that like i'm not going outside so i found this clip um, at the time, it was going around of Logic, uh, the rapper, where he um, where he was talking about a very similar thing. And so what I did was I took I, I spliced the two of them together where it's Fish um, doing an interview with me. But but Logic is me. So I'll I'll play that now. G, what's going on, man? It's fish. Oh no, it's gonna do the thing. Hold on, it does. That's the one thing about ZenCaster. Now, what's gonna suck is when when we go back and listen to this, I'm gonna have to either edit this or people are gonna listen and they're gonna be like, "Well, what was the problem? What was the issue?" We heard the snip, but it was slowed down. Like the tempo was slowed down, right? You heard that name? Yeah, it, it sounds screwed and chopped a little bit. Yeah, it's not supposed to sound like that. So I'm gonna let it run one more time, and this usually fixes it. Yep. G, what's going on, man? It's Fish. Yo, I'm just hitting you up, just trying to see how, how everything's been going, man, because I, I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, You've you been going out? You've been doing anything? What's up? No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. You you don't do anything? Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all, nobody, so. Wait, wait, how do you not fuck with nobody? It's very simple. I, I stay in my house, and it's just me, my homies, my fiance, my, my little puppy I just got. You got a puppy? And I don't fuck with nobody. I don't go anywhere. I don't go to parties. I barely go outside. Like, literally. I really don't go outside that much. At all? Just because I don't I don't fuck with nobody. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's, 
that's the type of stuff that we would do on the blind box where like that stuff takes time. Like it takes a lot of, uh, oh, yeah. it takes a lot of, of like that little clip that you hear while it only, it sounds like it's, you know, literally 20 seconds or whatever. Like that shit takes like an hour and a half to fucking put together or whatever. And, um, I, you know, and I, and, and like, I realized that, you know, when we were doing the blind box, I, I compare me and fish a lot to, uh, to outcast where, um, Andre and Outcast, uh, he didn't really need the money in Outcast because he had real estate and shit like that. Like that's like he has investments in other places yeah. and shit. And when they started Outcast, Big Boy didn't have those investments and shit. So like Big Boy always looked at Outcast as like this is something that like if if we get an opportunity to make some money off of Outcast, like we got to take that shit. And Andre would look at it as like why? Like well, why do we have to take it? Like like what's the what's the big deal? So with the blind box, it was kind of with me and Fish. It was like a, a similar mentality, not exactly, but it was where I would I would say to Fish, like, "Oh, we got to figure out a way to make some money off of this shit. Like, we have too much momentum or whatever. Like, we're too early. Like, we got to be able to make money off of this shit." And we couldn't. We found some ways. I, I sold some physical blind boxes where where people would order them, and um, and you know, I sent them out in the mail. Like, I sold out of those. We, we would do like a hundred in a drop or whatever, and different artists would contribute to those with like stickers and and different like hand hand drawings and shit like that. Nice. And that shit was dope. Like I like I like we had some boxes that got sold at uh, New York Comic Con uh, one year. Uh, we got nominated for a Designer Toy Award for Best Blog, even though we were a podcast because they didn't have a podcast category at the time because podcasts weren't a thing. We had a network where we had a show called um, For the Masses with Rob Lamino and uh, Chris RWK, who's a big graffiti artist out in New York. Uh, shout out to Chris. Um, we did like Pencil Night Geeks, which was a wrestling podcast. Like we, we really put a lot of time and effort into it. And like we got some money out of it. We got some some cool – like I got a lot of cool collectible things out of it from artists and shit like that. Like that's that's probably what I got out of it more than anything. But when I got into this, like for four things, like I was like, yo, if I'm going to do this, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep doing creative shit for free just because it's fun. Yeah. You know, like I can't, like yeah. people get I mean, paid it, for being creative all across the fucking world. Exactly. It really comes down to whether or not you have the time that you can put into it. You know what I right. mean? Like, like I want to do two episodes a week, but like, you know, it, it takes enough time on Twitter, just getting the right interviewees, you know, and then getting everything scheduled and then doing the editing and then all that. It, it's a lot of work and stuff. So like, it, it, I think what, what you're getting at and where I would come at at this angle here is like, I would do this more if I made more money off it. You know what I mean? I would be yep, able exactly. to put more, the, the quality of it would be higher if it was like, I can just, you know, fucking... I'd be able to hire some animators for, for some visual shit. Shit, if I had the time to do it myself, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like, I can't I can't do that. Exactly. Like it takes all this shit takes so much time. Everything mm -hmm. takes time. And it it's what it is, dude. Like you, we just wish that we could put more pat more into our passions. Like playing guitar. I'm looking at my guitar right now. Like I said earlier, I, I love playing guitar. But like how often do I play guitar? You know, like honestly, once a week, really like some, well, some months I'll play every day and then like, or I'll play all the fucking time. And then like, like there's like a few months and eh, my, my mic won't fucking my uh -oh. mic probably won't pick shit up. I haven't practiced. Right. Here, give me a second. I haven't practiced in a little bit, but, but like, uh, you know, like I haven't like, Oh yeah, we can hear that. Let's see if I remember what I was. 
like that. Nate, send me some samples over to my email and I'll make some beats out of them. Send me over some samples. I'll make some. Yeah, I'll see what I got. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, I do. but you know what I mean? Like that. There's nothing that monetizes about that. It just gives me pleasure, you know. And I don't even right. record anything. Right. I do. I just I have songs that I've written. I have songs that I write. And I like some when I'm jamming. I'm like fucking. Let's jam this song. Like you know what I mean? I improv the blues sometimes. I like when I have somebody that like plays guitar. I'm like yo, let's jam. And then like I, they'll be like, I, like what, what do we do? And I'll like just play whatever the fuck you want. I'll make something out of it. And I'm like okay, <laughs> like right. you know. And like, but like, as far as like, how much time do I actually put into playing guitar? Well, I could play guitar every night, but it doesn't monetize for me at all. You know, every night, what do I spend my time mm-hmm. doing when I get home from the grill? Like I work the grill six days a week, like five, five or six hours. And then like, but during the day and at night, what am I doing? I'm right now that I'm not watching my kid. I'm coding constantly. Right. Like I just research and read dev work and read docs and like read other people's smart contracts and try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with mine and like how to implement it right for this project we're doing. And like, you know, and then I think of another project and I'm like, that would be dope. And then I'm fucking, I'm on Photoshop or I'm on, I'm on GIMP fucking cutting out shit so that I can do a generative thing. And then I'm like, wait, fuck, I have to go back and finish that marketplace. <laughs> you know? Yep. So like the ADHD vibe is hard and it's like, you know, it, it, monetizing the podcast is like, it's tough. And then like, there's there, and then you've got other shit that hits you. Like it's like, yeah, interviewees blow you off or like interviewees like go sour stuff. Like you said that the shit with the, the super yetis, I'll be honest with you. I knowing, I don't know if you've listened to anything that the community has felt about the project in general since the drop and how it's continued. But like the floor, I'm pretty sure the floor on super yetis is dumped. Like I, they're not very, yeah, yeah. It went up to, it went up to like 0.08 recently and then it dropped again. Yeah, people aren't, they weren't happy with the art. It just was, it was sloppy, I get Like, there were details. It wasn't like, like, happy mistakes. It was just like, this is like, the person who did this wasn't like, taking the time to make sure it would look good. And like, you know, like, it, with that, I'm not like, surprised that they like, you know, you had the, the, the business guy and the dev on, you didn't have the artist. What I was going to say earlier, I wanted to chime in with is like, mm-hmm. I think what you noticed a lot of people aren't here for the art. But what I personally have found is the people that are here that are going to be here the longest and the people that are supposed to be here and the people that are doing the best things are here for the art, first of all. Well, they're, well that's they're what not, I... They're not only here for the art, but... And maybe they were here for the art. They were about the art before and then NFTs gave them a way to monetize it and to make it like give them their rights. But like... I, I agree with you 100% because that's who I am. You know, like I'm that same person. You know what I mean? So like yeah, that makes sense to me. There's... You know? so, there's like I like, get that. I've, yeah, I've done interviews. I'll admit, I've done interviews with people, and I'm like, eh. like I had somebody. I've had people that I like. You know, I've had that interview with the. Uh, oh, I'm with the business person. I didn't realize it. Or oh, you're just the promoter. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Or like right. you know, and like that's one thing I've actually edited in the past. I'm like you know, like this person probably won't listen to this. So I'll say it anyways. Maybe they will. And I'm sorry. I love you. You're amazing. But I was like, so anyways, tell me about your like art process. And they're like, I don't do any of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're like, I have a team of 15 people. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll just cut that. Those shit are out. the moments. See, yeah, those, those are the moments that I don't edit. Like, <laughs> well, I edit them. Cause I'm like, well, really, I want this to be a platform for you. And if I had you on my podcast, no, I feel because, you. you know, yeah. 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 But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like when you're talking about the super yetis and shit, I'll give you my example of like the nightmare. The, and honestly, it's not, a, it's not a bullet I took. It's a bullet I dodged. I dodged mm. this fucking bullet hard. 
you know who I was going to, when I ended my pocket, when I ended for the first time, I really could call that season one. I've called them the, all of them the same season. I te- technically, I guess we're on season two. Maybe I'll skip to season mm. three. But when I ended it, my next interviewee who did blow me off, did blow me off. And I, I was insulted. And I was like, oh, what the hell? We've been hanging out like every fucking day in, in the fucking, in this specific project you're, you're involved with room, which I won't even mention the project now because I honestly think that the artists that he was involved with, he's never met in person and, and they're good people. But uh, I was going to fucking interview Drake Bell. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had Drake confirmed. And then he blew me off. And then a week later, I was like, oh, fuck. You know what? I think I'm going to take a break from the podcast. <laughs> like, you got to kind of just roll with what you got. Like, I've had, I've had interviews where, like, I prepare three or four questions that I think are, like, really deep and, like, I can go off on and, like, really go into detail. And I ask them. And then, like... They're like, yep. Yep. I'm like, all right. So uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, fuck, dude, this isn't multiple choice, bro. Like, it's not like this isn't a true or false quiz. Like, I'm looking for like why you, you gotta do show what up. you do and shit. Yeah, you know. But like I do, I do edit like I'll pull out parts that like aren't good. Like, you know, that like make the it, – it, it, I really always will have my thing be like the, a platform for the artist. So like I won't pull out – like wicked unflattering stuff but if it's just like like if it's like i think that this is a point that somebody would hang up and like you know be like all right i'm not listening to this anymore then like i i'll pull that out you know or like if somebody like does like the uh like same like thing all like all the time like 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 that i'll be like yep okay wait let me re-say that if somebody says the same thing over and over again like that i'll usually edit those out you know, hmm. like I'll do that with it, but that's as far as I go, man. Like I've had, I've had times that I'm like, like, like I just said, I'm going through this, like I've been going through this custody thing. And like, I had an interview I did that, like the other person was like totally on the vibe and like, just talked the whole time. And I had the whole time was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> like, you know just what I mean? Like, you know, so like, uh, but like, it's, it's not like I'm like, well, oh, like, let me see if I redo that, or like, let me like, it's like, well, I did what I did, you know, and like, and I'm I'm brand new to podcasting too. Like, you have you have the 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 prior experience. Like, I kind of like just was like, all right, let's fucking start doing this, you know. People told right. me I should start doing this, so I'm going to do it. And I and I kind of fell into being. I was like, I already, wow, I, oh wait, I already know audio editing. Oh wait, I already know that. Yeah, that's like, the best way to start. So that's like, like you know, that's it, it kind of already fit. And like you know, I've always been that dude that I think of like really fucking crazy shit. And like I've tutored really complex issues and stuff like that. So like, like where. Like I go on the, like, I, I try to be like an intellectual space, but it's a degen intellectual space, you know, like fucking, right. I'm not like, I have, I have some interviewees that I'm like, this is a pretty formal person. And they're, we're going to talk about some pretty serious shit. Let's like be really formal. And there's other interviewees where I'm like, bruh, what's up? <laughs> like, that's where, that's where like, I sacrifice my, my, uh, my networking relationship sometimes is because when the really formal person comes on normally, I, 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 I make it a goal to try to break them. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's part of what I try to do here is like, I'm like, all right, we're going to have fun here, whether you like it or not. Like yeah. we're going to, we're going to figure this out. Well, I see myself as the interviewee or the interviewer. And like, it's right. not about like, this is a setting that I'm, I'm like, I almost am like cool with like this just being a fourth things podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're fine with it. Cause, cause like, 
to an extent, I'm ne- I've never been interviewed either. We'll probably, I think we'll probably do like crossover with this and like, we're already, we can just keep going with this, but uh, like, or we'll see. I don't fucking care. But, um, <laughs> but um, I was going to say know, wrap up in the next like 10 minutes or whatever, and then figure something out. How yeah, you sure. do it. But like, I've never been interviewed. You know what I mean? Like I, right. and I like, I have a background too of like, I've been some crazy shit. I've been around. I lived in Cleveland for a year. I fucking, I've been all over the country. Like I've just done crazy shit. Like I did direct sales for three years. You get crazy stories with that. And like fucking, you know, like I, D was just on here talking customer experience or customer service experience uh, stories from, uh, his, from his working uh, past. So if you want to check that out, that's a good one to check oh, out. I'll for have you. to. I, I'm trying to think of a good one off the top of my head. There's this yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I ended up at a swingers party one time. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> like and like we show. So we sell them a Kirby and like. <laughs> they're like we're having a we're having a party on saturday you all should come and like we're all everybody in the team's like yeah well, i mean what do we have to fuck anyone and they're like no just come and we're like okay cool and we're and like we meet this dude's like nephew and is like her his girlfriend a couple of her friends and like we're like oh like they're showing up this is gonna be dope we show up and like it's just old fat people and we're like, yeah it's all old people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what every party is and like fucking i oh my god like just weird shit fucking Crazy people. I had this one dude fucking, I, I had this, I don't know, dude. I just, it's, you get, you get crazy experiences and shit like that. And like fucking, like I, uh, fucking no, nobody's interviewed me, you know, but like when I'm having another interview, me, I'm like, it's not about me. It's not really even about native tea. Native tea come to, people come to listen to native tea to like, oh shit. Nate interviewed fucking, you know, the guys on Mutniks and Nate interviewed right. fucking, uh, Alexander Mazai. Nate interviewed, Black Dave, Nate interviewed right. fucking my, Matt Mashog, Kira X23. Like, what the, it's about the, Mel, you know, Melody Adcock. I'm trying to, you know, Crypto Wook. I'm trying to name all my interviewees. Right, right, right. That way. <laughs> yeah. anybody off. You don't leave anybody out. <laughs> Whatever. But, no, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done I've done 14 episodes now. And, like, every episode, I think I'm a little bit different in each episode, you know? Like, like I really do make myself try to be complimentary to the to – the, not the customer to the guest. To the, to the guest. Yeah. Right. Like you, with you right now, I'm like, I'm fucking Ging up and like, I'm, I, got a, I got a bug blubber <laughs> in front of here. me. I'm hanging out and like, I'm wearing a flannel open with like my chain. Like I fucking, I do this thing where I, I empty out Vic lighters and I drill a hole through them and then I put a copper chain in it. So I got a white lighter. It's my hex. It's fucking, you know, it's just my steez, you know, with you, I'm like, I'm like, you know, fucking like chilling and shit trapping. But then like with, with like Charmaine Hussein, you might not realize that I'm bisexual and gender fluid to an extent. Like I'm, right. I'm a, I'm a I'm male, but like, I don't entirely like, I don't entirely attribute myself to the male identity. I do some things that are feminine. So when I'm interacting with feminine people, I become more feminine. Like I, I have a very feminine side that I think is a very important part of my identity. So like when I was right. with Charmaine Hussein, who has a lot of LGBT people in her family and it comes from a very diverse background herself, we were, you know, I, I was a different person than I am right now. I, I didn't swear at all. Like, and I, See I, that. I, I know I could have said whatever I wanted, like, cause Charmaine, Yo, you know, it's, fuck. Cr- it's like, so crazy. But like, you know it's what I mean? Like I was like that, you got that Nate with that, you know? I know. No, I know what you're Mongo, saying. Mongo, like you get the dreamer Nate where I'm like, well, what if we like, is the, like, we're talking like Mike, I love having conversations with Mike. Cause I'll wake up and I'll be like, what's Mike doing? That'll start my day. Right. I'll call Mike. And like within 10 minutes, we're like, all right. So if the metaverse is an extra dimension in our actual reality that is being developed, then 
in that setting, what does that like, you know what I mean? Like we go into right. like deep metaphysical fucking like crazy shit. And then like, and then we talk about being a dad and then fucking like, you know, and connect <laughs> with shit that we connect with. And like, but like, I really do see that. Like, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a very fluid person. Like I've, I have friends of all different types. I have friends all over the world. Like I was telling you before, uh, or I think I was telling you earlier, one of my best friends was, uh, Marlene Deshane, uh, the Honorable Marlene yeah, yeah, Deshane. Yep. She's the first openly uh, lesbian state representative in the state of New Hampshire. She passed away in 2020. God bless. Loved that woman. She was literally my surrogate mother and shit like that. And like, you know, she's one, like one, like a certain type of person. Then I have my, I'm from Vermont. I was born in Vermont. I have my like dad and my family in Vermont and they're all backwoods as fuck. And they're all conservatives and not bad people, but like, and I'm, I don't see myself in a conservative viewpoint. I don't want to get into politics, but like, I don't yeah. like, I do, but at the same time, I'm like, they talk and I'm like, all right, you got points. You're right. I respect you. Like, you know what I mean? And like, but like, I have like how I am with them. Then I have fucking my butt. I just got a tattoo on my right forearm. I now have Alelmo Yarfaya Betin Lamed de la Hall was Jahlu Yahudimo Betin Alazi Basharafi. It's Arabic and it translates to education will raise a pillar or education will raise a house without pillars. Ignorance will destroy the house of pride and honor. And one of my best friends who lives in uh, Judah, Saudi Arabia, and is right now is a genetic student uh, at the University of Riyadh. Um, his father told him that quote when he was very young. It's from a poet named Ahmed Shaki. He was uh, he's considered the godfather of epic Arabic poetry. And uh, uh, his father told him that quote when he was young. And he told me that quote when we were in college and it, it stuck with me. And he wrote a paper one time and he added that in there. I'm like, what the fuck is this quote? He's like, my dad told me when I was young, Ed, education will raise a house without pillars. And then like, and he's like, and the second part, I don't know whatever, how to translate it in English. And then like, I hit him up, I went through the breakup. I'm like, dude, fucking, I want something that like, I want, I'm looking back. I'm like, I did Kirby and got fucking screwed by my manager the whole time. I just found out I owe 12 grand to the IRS that I'm now fucking having to like, still like go on a payment plan for and shit. Like, and that's cause I followed somebody. And then my girl and her shit is cause like, I was just letting her fucking like basically gaslight, manipulate me the entire relationship and like use me. And like, you know, and then I look back at other relationships. I'm like, dude, fuck that. I'm not going to do anything in my life anymore ever again, unless I think it's right. And I believe it's right. And if I don't, if I'm going to do something and I don't think it's right, I'm not going to fucking do it. You know, because I look back and I'm like, so many times I've done things. And I'm like, oh, I could like, oh, I do that. Or I do this. Or like, I feel like I could be successful doing this. But like somebody says, oh, that's a bad idea. Take a safer path. Or like, oh, no. Like I look back, I'm like, I went to college for four years in chemistry. I went to Plymouth State University. You know, it's the only thing I got out of it. A fucking hard alcoholism problem, like, like well, a bad drinking problem. That's all I got out of Plymouth was a really bad, not even, I was doing other drugs, but those were never a problem. I fucking put them down. Alcohol constantly, dude, fucking, and like, I'm sober now and shit, but like, I look back at my life and I'm like, there's so many times it's like, bro, take the fucking rain. So like now, like that's been my fucking attitude for the last two months. It's like, dude, I'm going to take the fucking reins on this bitch. Like I'm like, I'm starting a consulting company. Um, I'm, I won't say the name right now because it's just too fucking good and nobody's tried trademarked it. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you'll be like, no way nobody's taking that name. I'm like, they haven't. I'm like, I was going to do Workman this, but my last name's Workman, Workman this. But instead, I'm going to just do this because nobody's taking it yet. Fuck yeah. Right. But um, I'm going to start a consultant company. People are hitting me up with gigs on this. And I'm just going to keep fucking doing the podcast, connecting with people and doing fucking staying in this space. Because, bro, like no matter what, like there, there's some fucking shady shit. There's people that don't connect with you. There's people that bullshit. There's rug pulls, there's stuff, but 
it's all fucking worth it. There's no bad without, there's no good without bad. And right. frankly, the shit that's going on in, in the, this, in web three and NFTs, it blessing to be here, bro. You're going to, we're going to look back and be like, Oh yeah, dude, I was buying NFTs in 2021. Dude, you were buying NFTs in 2021. What the fuck? Like right now we're like, you were buying NFTs in 2017. That's fucking crazy. Oh, you bought a, cri- a crypto punk for 300 bucks. That's crazy. You bought a fucking a crypto kitties back in the day. That's great. We will in five years. All our friends will be like, dude, you have fucking NFTs you've been holding for five years. Are you fucking kidding me? We'll be like, yeah, bro. Like, like all the he- the headies have told, like, I have had the vibe and all the headies have given me the vibe too. They're like, bro, 2021 is going to be the, like, get the shit in now, buy shit now, push it out now. Cause like, we'll look back and be like, it's a 2021. Like, it's a fucking 2021, yeah. you know, this is the year. Like, and I was telling, like, I was trying to say earlier, like, that's why, like, I still hang clubhouse and I use it for promotion a lot. Like just connecting with people like, yo, go check out. Like I like people having a conversation and I'll be like, yo, Nate FT right here. Check out my podcast or not, whatever. I don't care. But anyways, on that point, and then I'll give a really, really good point. Like I'll say something profound. Like don't, I won't just try to show. Yeah, right. I'll it com- c- contribute to the conversation. I'll be like, yeah. But anyways, like, and maybe if I went off on shit and I, I like, I really, I try not to, but somewhere in there, I like politely, I'm like, yeah. And if you feel like it, go to NateFT.xyz, check out my podcast or not, whatever, right. you know, but right. uh, like, Hey, NateFT here, check out my podcast or don't, whatever. Cool. But anyways, on that point, I want to say like, and you know, I've just been trying to like fucking contribute and shit in that way. And like that helps with networking a lot. Your following on Twitter is fucking bumping. My follow, I have six hundred and some. I actually, I have a, I think I have a thousand now. Or I did have a thousand followers on my my art Twitter. I I don't think I have that many now. I have way. I gotta have. Yeah, I have like six hundred and somewhat on there. But like that, I was using on Clubhouse and like my Clubhouse fucking channel to that. But um, now I'm trying to get the Nate F, Nate underscore FT handle going a little harder because that's official for the podcast, you know, and like. But you're right. fucking, uh, you know, you got Branding. that going, dude. And like, I don't know how you're listening, listener. I'm proud as, as fuck of all of what I've done. I've only done like, you know, probably 12 hours of content, maybe 13, 14 hours of content. But like, I'm proud as hell of what I've did. I've only gotten 100 at, or 267 downloads, I think, in the last six months. But like, you know, like I'm pr- like, I'm proud of every goddamn one of those, dude. I'm proud of everything I'm doing with this podcast. And I'm proud of like being involved in this space and like and contributing to this something to this space. Because like, Dude, like, there's so much shit going on. That's just fucking crazy. Did you hear about JPEG's Automart? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> you got your, you got your browser in front of you. Um, I mean, can I go on my phone? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Open another. T- All right, spell J A Y S J A Y S. All right, like the, the first name J. J A Y S. Yep. P E G S. Yep. Auto, A-U-T-O. Yeah, I see it now. Mart, um, yeah. JPEG's Automart, my friend. Take a good look at that. What uh, What am I looking at? What is... Um, this is a project. Now, on this front page here, uh, click Big Ocean. Okay. But you see the page, right? It's like a, it's like a car dealership. <clears throat> yeah. They have sold... Over 92 ETH worth of randomly generated 2007 Kia Sedonas. Interesting. Dude, the hole goes deep on this one. Like, if you call one, I'm going to do it right now and I'm going to put my phone up to my mic. 
I'm going to call. <laughs> you got to do it fast because we got to get out of here. So this is the last thing I'm going to do. We're about to we're about to hit the point where I'm not going to be able to upload the episode, and then I have All to right, go in and go. edit. JPEGs Auto Mart. Nine eight six eight seven JPEGs. fucking hilarious yeah dude and like all right now here's the thing right the last detail i'll add in there you think like oh it's just these dudes minting kia sedona's you could to buy a donut you had to use sushi the miso sushi swap uh the miso interface on sushi swap and buy a donut token and then use that donut token trade in for your nft right somebody used that specific liquidity pairing on the miso hacked it to show a loophole in sushi swap and pulled for a minute eighty four million dollars out of Sushi Swap, and everybody thinks this whole project was a white hat hacker face to show uh, by somebody in, on the inside in Sushi Swap to to whistle blow a fucking loophole in their fucking thing, right? Isn't that crazy. So like shit like this, it's like, dude, they're fucking selling Kia Sedona like JPEG images of Kia Sedonas. It's JPEGs Auto Mart right on off the exit forty three on Pay, PNJ Boulevard, you right. know. Shit like this, we're going to look back and be like, dude, there's so many of these little fucking stories that this space right now is so just full of crazy fucking culture going on. Right. We're going to be very grateful to be here, bro. But that's as far as I'll rant to you about it. No, <laughs> I, I appreciate you uh, you coming through, man. It's been fun. Um, I want you to go ahead and let the people fun, know where they can get a hold of you and follow you and, and all yeah, that Yeah, Def. Uh, get me at Nate underscore FT uh, at uh, Nate underscore FT on Twitter, uh, N A T E underscore FT on Twitter. And, uh, you can go to my website, natefty.xyz, N A T E F T dot XYZ. And you can check out a bunch of other episodes of Nate FT as well. Um, and, uh, where are your more four things? What do you, you got a website, right? No, I don't have a website right now. Um, um unfortunately, at four, things, at four things podcast, right on Twitter. Yeah, at Four Things Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can uh, my my open C is uh, is Four Things, um, and then you can go there and check out. Uh, we have Shrug Life OGs, which is a project that we're doing here at the show, where I collaborate with different artists that are coming through. Um, I do the body, and they do the head. Um, oh, yeah. So you can nice. go and check those out. Those are available for point oh four 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 four. Um, and there's four of them up uh, for each edition that's up right now. Uh, we just released one with uh, with Grady Gordon actually for Halloween. So oh, yeah. um, there's some more of those coming out. Um, you can also check out uh, what was the other thing that I wanted? I wanted to talk about. There was another plug that I wanted to throw in here somewhere about something that we have going on here, but it slipped my mind. And now I know that when I get off this thing, I'm going to remember and it's going to kill me. But anyways, um, check out the Psalm One interview. Uh, that is uh, is is a great first step into the NFT space. Um, you can check that out, and you can kind of get to know uh, Psalm, and you can get to know the NFT world and the community aspect and everything else. We cover a whole bunch of stuff, um, just a, a lot of stuff. So check that out. Um, by the time that you hear this, that'll be up. And um, yeah, I was going to say I've actually never been interviewed. For my podcast or my art or my collecting or any of that stuff. I've been interviewed for the music stuff, but I've never oh, been interviewed yeah. for that stuff. So 
Well, how about we just do know, another maybe, episode? That's what I was going to say. Go over and do another episode over on yours at some point in the next week or so, and you can cook up some uh, some questions for me or whatever, and we can do a more yes. formal interview. Definitely. Maybe, like maybe in the next couple days uh i'll be frank with you on thursday i'm driving down to new york and i'm gonna spend oh i remember you saying that yeah yeah. i'm gonna spend the afternoon i'm seeing i'm meeting i'm gonna try to see as many people as i can in person as possible and then uh but most importantly the only reason i'm going down there at all is because i'm i'm i have court on friday in pennsylvania and i'm going to be settling and getting my kid back for the week and i will be consistently getting my thank you it's been a fucking nightmare, but uh, I can imagine. Yeah, dude, it sucks. But hey, I get a I get a week a month now, so and right. you know what? You you pick your battles, and as Take long as I still have a part of my daughter's life, and that I still like you know have her in mind, that's all that's important to me, bro. So yeah, but right. hey, so let's link up. Now. Fuck yeah, yeah. So let's let's link up in the next uh, in the next couple of days. Then, if you want to do that, if you got some time, um, yeah. otherwise, just let me know. Yeah, but just, um, we'll do the same time tomorrow or the next day. Cool. That works for me. Um, everybody, thank you for, uh, for listening. Uh, Nate, thank you for rolling through, uh, Nate, stick around. You gotta, of course, after we, uh, after we get out of here, um, just, just stick around. Just trust me on this one. Don't, don't hit the stop until, until I, I, I tell you to, cause I'm telling you, it'll lose the file. It's the only thing that sucks about Zencaster. So, um, that is that is actually one thing you brought up a, a good point. Uh, my name is GM. Everyone, um, my that's my name. Um, you I'm know, I was literally this. gonna say, what do yeah. what do you go, is it four things? All right, GM. No, bro. my Fuck name yeah. is GM. Uh, Hell it yeah, GM. Been, it has been GM for over twenty years. I it has been my rap name. Um, it is literally what everybody has called me. My my ex, my entire adult life. Oh, shit. Um, it stands for. I'll give you this tidbit before we get out of here. It originally stood for Gunner Manson. That's that's what GM stood for for me. That was that. It, it is my name. Like I'm trying to explain to people when I when I go off on these tangents on fucking Twitter and I say GM everyone, GM's my name. Or when people do art of GM and I and I retweet it and then I comment it and I say this is amazing fan art, fan art, eleven out of ten. GM is my name. I'm trying to tell y'all. It's my fucking name. It's been my name. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Nobody cared about my name being GM. Credentials and shit, but fucking let's let's go. (laughs) I got the GMEP. I released the GMEP as a rapper on 11-11-11. So that's 10 years ago. I released the GMEP. You can find it on Bandcamp. If you go to gmmusic.bandcamp.com, you can check out the GMEP. And that's 11 songs, 11 blogs, and 11 videos. That was the gimmick of that that project or whatever. Oh and it's the GMEP. Like it, this has been my name. Like everybody's got to start giving me some kind of credit here that with this BM. I don't expect to to earn back these these letters or whatever at this point. I get that it's good morning. I get that everybody feels good about it or whatever. But at least just give me my credit of being like, all oh right. yeah, that's the guy named GM. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, you're supposed to. All right, GM. Okay. Now I have. Go. All right. I'm going to fucking make, I will help. I'll make sure. Thank you. I appreciate Cause that's yeah. all I'm saying is it gets weird when I'm, when I'm going to check my timeline and everybody's like, GM, everyone, GM, everyone, GM, great day, GM, GM, GM. And I'm like, yo, like what the fuck? Like imagine if all of a sudden, like Adam was the new fucking uh, greeting in the, in the NFT space. And everybody just went up to everybody. It was like, Adam, 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 Adam. And your name was Adam. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. 
It's just, <laughs> it feels very weird to me. It feels very Black Mirror like right now that my life has come to this. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Anybody that can help me out with uh, claiming my name back, I'm I'm all for it because yeah. I'm not giving it up. I'm not just changing my fucking name. Oh yeah, no shit. You don't. You shouldn't have <clears> like to. this is mine. Like this has been here. So yeah, I'll put it on the blockchain. I don't fucking get it. All right, so that, that's it. This is uh, this is four things. My name is GM. Uh, this is uh, uh, with Nate NFT, uh, Nate FT, and we'll um, we'll see you guys on the oh, flip yeah. side. Catch us over on his podcast. Peace. All right, y'all. All peace right. out.